0: Sometimes it's so clear that the Lord's in charge. In our third week on this series of the four components of Christian prayer, the Lord gifts us with this great gospel, these great readings. It's one part review of last week, two parts, contrition, the theme for today's focus on prayer, turning from sin and contrition. The parish is to be a school of prayer, and so today's scriptures, I would propose, is the primary text in the syllabus for this school. First, our psalm. The first line reminds us of two weeks ago when we focused on praise, that all good prayer starts with, with praise. And the psalm began, come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord, whatever language we use. What, what is the joyful song that we bring to the Lord? It involves praise. Sometimes we don't feel like it. It doesn't matter. That's where we start. Then, last week was supplication, to ask. The Gospel reviews last week's message that we're never to, supposed to be afraid to bring our petitions before the Lord. What does Jesus tell us? But ask. And whatever you ask in my name will be granted to you. He says elsewhere, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. We must share the longings of our heart with our Lord. He doesn't always answer how or when we want. But he tells us, it will be granted. Ask. And then next week, We'll have the focus on thanksgiving, the fourth and final part of prayer. But this week, contrition, the messages of the scriptures is so clear. There is sin in the world, and we have a plan to respond together. Paul acknowledges the sins in the world so clearly in his letter to the Romans. He gives us a list as if we need it. We know them, but again adultery, killing, stealing, coveting, whatever other commandment there may be. We know it in the depths of our hearts. We know the need for forgiveness. We know the need, as he says, for the fulfillment of the law, which is love, otherwise known as mercy. Sin affects us, and it affects others. That's why we speak of there being personal sins, but not private sins. Our sins affect one another. And so Ezekiel, in our first reading, he sets the stage, reminding us that we are to be the watchmen for our brothers and sisters, to help them, to keep them on the, the straight and narrow, and hopefully receive the help of others as well. Sin involves others, but Mercy involves others as well. And so Jesus gives us the plan of action, doesn't he? In our gospel today, he tells us what to do when others sin against us. He says, start small. Just go to him. If your brother sins against you, go to him. Talk to him. Have have the awkward conversation. Don't just shrug it off. If that doesn't work, get some backup. Bring a friend or two, where two or three are gathered in his name. There he is in the midst of them. And then if that doesn't work, ultimately he says, go to the church. Bring the authority of the church. If that doesn't work, you treat them like a Gentile or a tax collector, which is still to love them in the Christian message. Note what's not on the list of the Lord's plans for how to respond to to sin. He doesn't speak of brooding. There's no passive-aggressive part of the plan. Just sit on our hands and let it all fester. He also definitely does not mention posting the sins of others on social media. Remarkable, isn't it? Instead, he says we need to show mercy, to strive for reconciliation, but we cannot give what we do not have. That's why prayer, good Christian prayer, always includes contrition, acknowledging the truth of the matter before God and one another. The church, in her authority, gives to us the sacrament of reconciliation, confession. Again, the timing is perfect. We, We've got another Day of Mercy this Wednesday from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Confessors every hour in, in, the, uh, in the chapel. See the, the bulletin insert for details. The authority of the church is so abundantly clear. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And we know it. When we enter into that sacrament, we experience that peace, that joy, Here's the Murphy family back and up. again. Great timing. I don't know if they'll remember, but Maeve, many years ago you had made your first confession, and I didn't know, know this from her. It was afterwards you went to Dave and Kate and said that was really great. Leave it to a second grader to just have a wonderful, like praiseworthy experience of confession. This was so good, and they're like, "Yeah, you, we, we'll do it again." You know. Maybe next year, or maybe in six months. I was thinking four times a year. It was a good plan, Maeve. It's a good plan for all of us. Part of the reason we have confessions, days of mercy, four times a year is because of that young lady right there. It's good to have you back, Maeve. What about her? How about us? Confession, yes. First and foremost, there's no, nothing better for sharing the mercy of God but also just in the quiet of our hearts. At the end of the day, looking over the day and praising God for the ways that he has been at work in our lives, and then acknowledging each day. Sometimes we fall short. We seek his mercy. Acknowledging that we need his love. That love, love is the fulfillment of the law. And it is what brings us together. Two or three two or three hundred two or three million or billion to the altar of the Lord to be loved.